and welcome to the Visibility Playground podcast. I am your host, Carrie Thompson-Morrow, and today we have a special guest, someone that I've known now at least like, I would say like three years, three almost four years. Um, I met her in an amazing little networking community. It was about five of us, and we got to really get to hang out and get to know each other at a, at a really deep level. We have some very profound moments together. Um, so I'm super excited to have her on and share her story and share how she has just been making amazing impacts in the world and as she shares her visibility story. I'm going to cue the intro, and I'll see you in there. Hey guys, Carrie here, and welcome to the Visibility Playground podcast. The podcast that shares visibility journeys of entrepreneurs and teaches listeners how to use visibility to build their brand and attract an audience of raving fans and customers. Every week, we will be bringing you stories and advice from entrepreneurs who've achieved visibility success, as well as helpful tips and strategies to help you grow and scale your business and really get it in the way that you always wanted. So join us and let's create a world where your story of your business is seen and heard. We have a special guest, Stacey Highland. Girl, I love you. Like, I think you're such an amazing person. And it's funny, it's funny to have this interview because, like, uh, a couple of days ago, I was on LinkedIn and I saw when you did your summit and Renee had posted about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I did that. And that's been so long ago just to think like how how much we both have grown because I was still trying to figure it out yeah. when we met. I was like, I was like, I was like, what am I doing here? Um, and I was like, I was trying to figure it out. And like you just always had so much great wisdom for me. And I just I just remember how like how powerful that was. Thank you. Well, you were I know you said you felt like you were just figuring it out, but you you had so much wisdom to bring. We did that rapid profit booster summit together. Um so that mm-hmm. was a little- I know, and it's funny because I'm like, I want like me and Renee, we've gotten so close, and I we've gotten so close now, and I'm like, I remember seeing that when we did that, I was like, I don't know Renee Rebar, who is she? <laughs> yeah, it's great to the relationship with women online has really. I think when you find people that are good connection that you you grow together, you share together. Like I had you on mine, now I'm on yours. Like you know, creating this ripple effect together, which can go out and, and impact a lot of people. And, and I, and I think that's the cool part about about this, like just business in general, is that idea of like the power of like, when you really sit down and get to the root of it, it's just like human connecting with humans and seeing like, how can we either grow together? How can we support each other? How, how can we just be humans with each other and 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 grow life together. So I love that. Um, so what I want to start with is I know that you've been a business coach and you have done so many amazing things for so many years. But if we go beginning of when you really got started, did you have fears around visibility? Oh, it's so funny that you said that because when I started, there was no real video visibility. There is now, right? It, Uh, I've been coaching for over 20 years. So really back then it was going to networking meetings. It was, it was more offline and then it came online and started doing, you know, podcasts and things like that. So when I was looking at visibility back then, it was really about speaking. And I think that I, I was lucky because I was a nerd in high school, right? So when you're a nerd, you get used to being uncomfortable and, 
I was in what's called the NFL, which is the National Forensic League. It's the geeky NFL. And that's about public speaking. <laughs> and I'll so say the NFL. <laughs> NFL. I did not get hit in the head. But the, the thing about the NFL back then was that we used to go and do speaking competitions at a boy's school. And I thought, well, if you can speak in front of t- cute teenage boys when you're 14 and really awkward, then you can, like, the online stuff is, is way easier. <laughs> For me, I think what the difference in the visibility, because I've never been scared to be on stage or any of that, is the shift came from when I was in my my sales career before before I started coaching, is that when I was selling other things, it was really easy to um, hear no. Right. And when you hear no and you're selling somebody else's stuff, it's like, oh, okay, next, next, next. And when I shifted into coaching and all of a sudden, you know, if I got no's when it was something that I had developed, it was a whole different ballgame in terms of getting back up and, you know, not letting those no's really like hurt me inside because it felt more like people were saying no to me versus saying no to something outside of me. And I think that's big, too, because I feel like it's like almost you get attached to your product. It's like you get attached to your product, you get attached to your offers. And I remember for me, there was one time when we were selling our first high ticket offer. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like somebody finally and they said yes. And I was like, somebody finally understands me. And I remember my coach at that moment, he was like, stop. And I was like, what? He was like, that's the wrong thing to say. He was like, because you and your offer have nothing to do with it. He was like, you were just able to articulate the value of what you provide. But that has that $25,000 offer has nothing to do with your value. You're not worth $25,000. You're, you're limitless. And I was like, oh, oh, because I was like, and it, like, it was that moment of like, oh, it makes sense now. But I remember that I was like, oh, finally, somebody sees me and understands, understands me. And like, because I, I was getting those no's at a time. And I was like, man, I don't feel like they get it. They don't get me. They don't understand me. And I think like a lot of times, what you said is that can be can create those fear points, because you're attaching your value, your worth, which causes this fear moment of let me protect myself. Right. Right. Yeah. No. And it's, it's, and I think it's because as entrepreneurs, especially online entrepreneurs that we're, we're creators, right. We're digital creators. We're creative is that the, the creativity and the things that we're creating out of ourselves become, it's a very vulnerable spot, right? Because you've spent, you know, your blood, sweat and tears, you've worked, nights you've you know really focused on it that when you release it it's like a a vulnerability like putting it all out there for everybody to see or like what did you do to kind of create that that gap and say like hey like the stuff that i'm putting out there the nose that i'm getting doesn't have anything to do with my who i am and my worth I'm just going to start putting it out there and you start and where you start feeling more comfortable when it came to that visibility piece. Yeah, you know what? It's really funny because my daughter um, was a national level gymnast and 
you know, from a very young age, from like eight years old. And one of the things that I feel really rubbed off on me was seeing, you know, how people say everything I needed to know I learned in kindergarten. I felt like everything I needed to know I learned from watching my daughter do gymnastics at a high level <laughs> because, you know, it's this whole get back up faster mentality, right? So my daughter, when she was in gym, she had a new head coach come in from Romania. And this woman came to us and said, I think your daughter can go national. And we're like, what? And what happened was she was watching our daughter go on the balance beam, fall down, get back on. So she didn't fall off the balance beam and go to the back of the line and wait another five, 10 minutes. She got, fell off the balance beam. She did, she, you know, she did her shot, right. To do the move. She fell off. She jumped right back on. And so when I saw this, this little girl doing this, I was like, you know what, as her mom, I've got to get back up faster and, you know, not let the, let the drama of it draw on. And so, so really it's funny because I remember doing webinars. I was in Russell Brunson's um, from ClickFunnels Mastermind. And I remember doing these webinars and, you know, I did everything Russell said. I, you know, he went over my slides. He watched my webinar. He said, oh my gosh, you're great at delivery. And then, you know, and one of the things was, you know, from visibility standpoint is that if I did this webinar and I sold two or three or whatever it was that was really disappointing to me and I was crying on Voxer with Russell Brunson, right? <laughs> you know, if I sold two or three, that's one thing if I was in my lane. But what happened was that I think a lot of people do with visibility is we start looking at the other lanes. So I remember um, Michael Phelps and one of these other swimmers were in the Olympics you know, a few Olympic cycles ago. And I remember like looking at this race and watching the swimmer was ahead of Michael Phelps, right? And he kept swimming and he kept looking at the other lane at Michael Phelps. Now I was screaming at the television, like stop looking at him, stop looking. And Michael Phelps beat his butt, right? And so that's, I think, part of it is a visibility in the online space is like if I sold two or three, you know, I could be happy with that if I wasn't looking over at my colleagues that were selling $100,000 worth in one webinar, right? So I think part of that visibility thing is like, you know, getting back up faster, like putting yourself in a scary spot, put getting back up faster, like I'm going to get back up, you know, if whether I launch this to to zeros, or I launched this to like lots of, you know, zeros, then I'm just going to keep going, keep going, have that in your brain before you put something out there. Because I think afterwards, it's harder to pull yourself back up. But if you just know, like, hey, I'm going to have some failures, I'm going to record some videos that suck. That's just the way it goes, I'm going to get back up faster. And then you can use other people for inspiration, right? Like, I'm sure this race, this swimmer, you know, was like, I am beating Michael Phelps. Like they, they were focused on like using him as inspiration to be better, to be faster, but looking over there at him was not helpful. So I think, you know, looking at other people's content online is great to inspire you, but don't judge yourself by other people's content out there. I love that you said that because I feel like a lot of times, and I think it's what you said, is entrepreneurs, they get in this, 
in this, especially when you're in coaching programs, coaching programs with other people, you're like, well, dang, like they did their win. I did this. It didn't happen. So then like you spend all this time trying to figure out their hacker, their code. And realistically that they're hacking their code is that they're staying true to who they are. Right. It's the moment that you try to start being somebody else or start shifting or try to like downsize your gifts is when you start getting in this rat race of trying to think it's like, it's not working. And I think for you, what you realize is webinars for you like are great, but you like your stuff is having those conversations with people, being able to dive in one-on-one with people and have those conversations. Those calls are where like, I feel like you soar at. But it took yeah. you to have to kind of shift out of the Russell Bronson brain and say what actually what's natural to me. And it goes back to almost what you said, like when you started, it was having those one on one conversations and networking. Yeah. And it's funny because I think, you know, Russell Brunson has the whole perfect webinar script. Right. And what happens is the people that started with the perfect webinar script at the beginning were super successful. And then everybody was doing the perfect webinar script and it became less effective. Right. The cost of Facebook ads went way up. So what was happening is like people that had done this a year before and had million dollar years, their Facebook costs were down here and their effectiveness of the perfect webinar script was up here. By the time I got into it, it had flipped, right? The Facebook ad costs were here and the effectiveness went down here in that market because people had seen it over and over again. And I think... um, one of the things, so I've developed a, I, I lead several masterminds and in my optimized mastermind, one of the things is that I'm not teaching in the mastermind, like Stacy Highland's way of doing it. Like it's not a box that people have to fit themselves into. Really one of the things that we've done is looked at, okay, what is your zone of genius? Who are your perfect clients? What did they want and need? And then the intersection of those two things is then what you need to be selling and then optimizing all of the things that you need to do to bring your offer to scale your business in the world without it being a box. And I feel like a part of me feels like this is the trend that's happening. And I know it's a scary trend because they're like, and I know a lot of coaches are, are getting stressed out about it, but it's not, it's no longer about putting people in your box. Like, and as humans, we're not, every human is uniquely different. Different. So when you say, hey, I'm going to put you all in a box and I'm going to teach you all how to do this one thing, it's not going to work for the masses. It's only going to work for a certain type of person, mainly like you, who've been, who can actually achieve that result. So then looking at now, let's actually create programs that speak to their unique gifts, speak to the things that actually set them apart and amplify that voice because that one is going to feel more aligned with who they are. And then it's actually going to put them in what I call like their power play for them to be successful. So exactly what you're talking about. Right. And I think, I think there is a shakeup happening in the coaching industry. Um, You know, I've been doing it for 20 years, so I'm coming at it from a completely different thing. Like you said, a lot of coaches are scared because they're seeing that this is more fluid, right? And so um, me, I've coached thousands of entrepreneurs over the last 20 plus years. I I have the skills, I have the knowledge that if somebody comes to me with a challenge, I don't need to 
like get out my book and be like, oh, what do I do with this person? It's not in the five-step formula or seven-step formula. No, it, it's it's a fluid thing. That it's it's funny because I had posted on social media this last month that I went in my basement and I got rid of like tens of thousands of dollars of materials. And like we're talking, I I had spent Jay Abraham, you know, Chet Holmes. I had worked with him and Tony Robbins. Um, all of these things. And I just released them into the world because I realized I don't need to go back and study and dig into that because it's really integrated into me as opposed to like, I have to master this thing. It's integrated. It, I have that level of mastery. And I think that's a big part about visibility is, you know, it's hard to be visible if you don't feel like you're in mastery. So I would really like skip, step it back of like, okay, what is it that you are the master of? Like, again, not copying what everybody else is doing of like, what is it that you can really own and feel confident in? And I think that will make a big difference. Like if you look at these micro influencers online, you know, like it's it's interesting because I'm seeing like even like the women that are doing the, the try-ons, right? The fashion influencers. It used to be you know, you were a fashion influencer, you would try on outfits and do videos, but now people are getting really, really specific. So they're like, okay, this is a fashion influencer for people that are between a size 10 and a size 14 with an apple size body. This is a fashion influencer for somebody that's a size six to eight with more of an hourglass figure, you know? And so they, they are really honing in on that specific thing, which allows them to be more confident and to be more visible doing what they're really good at. And then it's, I, I want you to say that again for the people in the back, because I feel like this is one of the things that I harp on is that the moment that you can have a signature process, a signature framework, a mastery of something where you, you have cultivated, that's going to take the pressure. It's almost like me saying, Hey, um, hey, Stacy. Um, we have a client. We it's, t- it's a it's a event of ten thousand people. Can you go in there and talk about business coaching? And you're like, uh, yes. Where where you need me at? Like you are like you already know. Already right. in you. But if I say, hey, um, it's ten thousand people out there. Um, we really need you. Can you talk about um the new makeup trends of twenty twenty three? No, like, you're I'm like, still rocking. Let's you, you'll, check come, out. you'll be like, hey, you're here. Uh, <laughs> you'll be like, okay. I'll be um, till they, they put me in the <laughs> <laughs> But I think it's funny because I, it does take some introspection, right? Of what you're good at, what your zone of genius is, what feels like flow to you, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to what feels like striving and pushing and all of that. And what I've gotten really clear about, you know, I talk about hidden profits all the time, yeah. but I've gotten really clear, like with the optimized mastermind, it's really about adding that zero without the hustle. And there's seven things that I, like, if I look at the clients that I've worked with, they've gone from five to six figures, six to seven. And then I've even had clients go from six to eight figures. Like oh, wow. they've all gone through these steps. And so those are the steps that I'm using. Now, I'm not saying the same exact thing. Like people that are in the mastermind have come back for year two or year three, year four, because it's not 
like the same box every single year. It's an evolution, that spiral of ascending it because you're going to receive the same message differently year two, year three, year four, because you, your business has changed. You've grown. You've and you're grown. not ready for it. A right. lot of times, like I always say, it's like you're not, it's almost like what, um, what, what my mom, my mom used to always say it when I was younger. She was like, she was what she would call the street committee. She was like, I said it, but it took the street committee to say it for it to finally make sense. And I'm like, well, they just, I wasn't ready for it, mom. I wasn't ready for it when the street committee said it, it finally clicked. <laughs> No, it, it was like, yeah. <laughs> funny because uh, I'll give an example because one of my clients has been with me now for going, she's going on two years and she was already very successful, very high achiever. Um, and when we started working together, she'd been with other coaches and hadn't had the success she wanted. And we really went back to basics of who is her perfect client. Now, when you look at who the perfect client is, we have actually done the perfect client exercise in two years. I think we've done it four times, right? And here's the thing is that when you, what her perfect client was two years ago to what it is now, as she's headed towards a million is completely different because it keeps evolving and it keeps getting more clear, more focused she's owning it as well which which is really important at the beginning of working together one of the things um and i think people tend to do this with their visibility also like you were saying if you asked me to speak on makeup i would be like i don't know but a lot of people will grasp at that straw and be like oh i can be on something talking about that no that's not your lane right it it makes you look not as commanding it doesn't make you look like the expert if you're talking about the things that are not in your lane. So by getting more clear and more clear on her perfect client, then she can say no to lots of things as well, which really helps her get more visible because she's more confident. And I think that's the thing. I feel like it's funny because I always say like, I don't like, I always say like, I'm not a huge fan of niches, but it's for me, it's almost what you said is I look at like my person. And as I evolve, my person evolves. And just like your client, y'all been like y'all been with her for two years. She has a journey of how her or where her clients are going. As she grows, they're growing. But because you've already created these pieces, she can literally have all this content that leads them up to this process with her. And then as she grows, it's a new level of person, but it's the same person. They're just at another elevation as well. So that's the right. thing that I tell people. I'm like, it's looking at what is that customer journey experience that they have to go through from when they're just trying to figure it out to when they're at an eight-figure company. Like I say with a lot of what, even with our clients, I have like very beginning clients and then I have a seven, eight-figure client. And they're the same person. They have the same fears. They have the same, the same, like the same trigger points. And they're just at two different levels in their business. And we serve them differently because they have the capacity to understand it right. and get it. Their mind is at that place. And when you're first figuring it out, your mind isn't at, okay, how can I look at how to leverage this audience and tweak this this way? Because you're trying to, well, I'm just trying to figure out who my audience is, Carrie. I don't need to figure out how to leverage it. I'm just trying to figure out who. Where are they? <laughs> right, right. And, and I think how can we create that? And I think there's a big challenge in the online industry that people try to fake it till they make it. Right. So 
I'm seeing a lot of like what I call Insta coaches that they've had one $10,000 a month. They've sold one program and all of a sudden they're like, oh, I'm going to teach you how to do a launch. I'm going to teach you how to do a $10,000 in a month, whatever it is. And so what happens is that they're, they're, they're doing something once and then they're like going hard on it versus like saying, okay, here's something I learned, but what am I in my zone of genius on? What can I really help them with? And I think it's really important that people aren't, when you're faking it till you make it, it's hard to be visible because you always feel like you're going to be found out. You're kind of always looking over your shoulder to see like, oh, is somebody going to out me for not really knowing this? And it's funny too, because if I even think about my journey, we started in the branding space because I felt like that was my safe zone. And I knew, like, I knew it, like, I know branding, I knew things, but when I was having my solo conversations, I think even me and you had these conversations as well, I was talking about visibility, I was talking about these pieces about understanding who you're on, but it took me to finally have the confidence to say, you know what, like, yeah, I do branding, but really all the branding that we do is always focused on understanding your, your visibility goals, like what are your revenue goals and understanding how can we create that experience visually with your content, with everything that you do, so that actually happens. Right. And when and I realized that, I was like, oh, well, okay, this, this is my lane, visibility, welcome home. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's interesting because I think if you had skipped right to visibility and not put that branding piece in there to support it, it would have been more fluffy, if you know what I mean. Like, I feel like, I mean, even here on the on the podcast show, right? Like if you look at the nice layout you have here, the branding you have here for the podcast versus, oh, I'm just going to talk about visibility and go for the high level and not have that that base level foundation in place that mm-hmm. not just a you need, but all of your clients need it too. Because if they don't have that base level foundation and then they go out there to be visible, it's going to feel very shaky. Mm-hmm. And I and it's funny because like it took it's like I always say there's layers. There's layers and I feel like with you and like even what you said like about at, about finding those hidden profits, you realize by going down that rabbit hole, you realize those seven key steps that are, that that happen. So I feel like understanding those layers and being open to looking at those pieces is really where that mastery piece comes in and that's goes back to increasing that confidence around your visibility because once you have that mastery you feel comfortable talking about stuff and you feel comfortable putting yourself out there of course like what me and um me and Stacey would talk about right putting yourself out there will will be will be fearful it's okay to be scared of visibility it's about looking at it and saying I'm going to be visible in spite of these fears yeah yeah and just know that it's gonna feel wobbly right just like the balance beam right it's gonna feel scary i mean my daughter does these flips i mean she's doing the same moves that the olympians are doing on a balance beam and trust me when you throw yourself backwards on a little six inch thing that's you know four feet in the air scary i could i i tried to do it and the the coach is like oh just put your hands down and try doing a handstand i'm like how about i walk (laughs) how about i walk my skill level and and so thing is is that when you look at gymnastics and i think it's a good metaphor for business is they do progressions 
right? So both of my daughters are now coaching gymnastics. And so any move that you're going to do in gymnastics, they teach you the progressions of that move. So if you see these little kids that are doing gymnastics and they're running and they're jumping up in the air with their hands straight, like really solid and straight, that is a foundational move to the other things they're doing. Or they'll put them on like a thing that looks like a big piece of cheese and have them, you know, roll backwards. But again, it's all those foundational things that they need to be in place to do the harder thing. So in your business, like you might be looking at, right, what are the little pieces? And I see looking back in the 20 years, the little programs that I did are now part of the bigger whole of the of the whole piece that I do for clients to help them add a zero without the hustle. Because you needed to be able to do your perfect clients. You needed to be able to sell with confidence. Those are all pieces. And then we put them together in the whole package. That's it. Okay, so <laughs> that, that's it. But that's, like, that's the thing. Okay. So where can people find you at online? And we'll make sure we put all of these links in the show notes and things like that. So you guys will have them. You'll be able to find Stacey and like stalk her and like be in her world for that's what you're going to want to do once you like start hanging out with her you go oh my gosh Stacey, teach me all your ways thank you thank you so it's stacyhighland.com has all of the ways um because i have uh the mass the optimized mastermind i have um another good resource for people to get started with is they can go to moreclientsandcash.com that i have a free um template that takes you through the areas to add a zero to your business. Like where, where can you get more clients in cash easily? And it has a little video course that I put together and it's all free. So you can go to moreclientsandcash.com or to stacyhighland.com. I'm Stacy Highland on all of the social media because there's only one Stacy Highland. So I got lucky that way. Um, and my last name is Highland, H-Y-L-E-N. So it's help you leverage everything now. So I had to make a way to spell it so that people could find uh, it. I love that. I love that. I need to, I don't know. I'm like, Thomas Amara, that seems really, like a really long phrase. <laughs> but again, it's distinctive, which is nice, right? That people, you're not, there's not like tons of them, like Carrie Smith, right? Yeah, yeah, there's no way, yeah. Luckily, it's, it's only one me in the world, guys. That's it. That's it. We are unique. And I think that's the thing to, I, I think to leave everybody thinking about is like, if you think about visibility from being like, there's only one you in the world, it's a whole different ballgame, right? Because you're not trying to be Mary Forleo. You're not trying to be Mel Robbins or Tony Robbins or any of those people. If you're only trying to be you, you can't fail at it because there's only one you. That's it. That's it. And guys, I hope you enjoyed the, um, this episode. Stacey, thank you so much for coming to hang out with us. We're going to cue the intro and then I get to hang out with Stacey and just see all the amazing things she's up to. All right, guys. See you soon. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Visibility Playground podcast. If you're now like, oh my gosh, I'm ready to dive into my visibility, or you're just like, I just want to assess where I am in my visibility journey, take the Visibility Vitals Check Quiz. You can go to www.visibilityvitalquiz.com. I will make sure that I put it in the show notes, but make sure that you go take the quiz, DM me, let me know how it went. Talk soon.